Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to American Party. I'm going to start doing this like I'm reading a hostage letter. (laughs) I think that would be good. Do you have your mic on over there, Joel? I do. Do you actually? God damn it. Did you check the levels? No. Check these levels, bitch. Yeah, I did actually hear. Okay, great. Well, that's that's great. Great conversation. Uh, So Dakota's still somewhere. I don't know where the fuck he is now. He called me yesterday when I was recording, and then I got home and forgot to call him back, so he's probably dead. Uh, (laughs) But what are you going to do? People die all the time. There's no need in getting romantic about that shit. Um, He didn't leave a voicemail, so I figured if he was dying, he would have been like, oh, dude, I'm dying. I just want to let you know. Are you sure it wasn't the people that haven't held hostage? Uh, It could have been, yeah. Uh, That would be really funny. That's a different version of the movie Taken, (laughs) where they just won't pick up the fucking phone. Like, eh, you you keep her. (laughs) She's kind of a cunt. Uh, So today we're going to talk about... A couple of things that have been in the news recently um, that are kind of... One is kind of silly, although it has pretty big implications. The other one is uh, not silly. And we'll start with the not silly one first so we can end on a more positive note. Uh, first and foremost, we're going to talk today about your mom. Nope, that's not right. I'm reading off the wrong card here. Uh, we're going to talk <laughs> about... Uh, uh, the biolab thing in Ukraine because Tulsi Gabbard and Tucker Carlson and a couple of other people are getting a lot of heat for basically just repeating what a member of the federal government said, which is super weird. That's right? what I didn't like, understand about the whole thing is yeah. why they were saying that it was it was them repeating Russian propaganda talking points when it was right, yeah. literally just just what had been <laughs> announced earlier. Yeah, it's pretty weird. Um, so a recent the the how all this came to light in the first place was indeed a misleading video in my opinion. This TikTok video that came out showing thirty six pharmaceutical and biotech uh, companies allegedly based in Ukraine. That was on March six. Uh, a lot of conspiracy theories popped out of that about the Russian invasion that uh, they were going in to shut down U.S.-run biolabs that were making chemical weapons and bioweapons and blah, blah, blah. That's probably not true. Uh, But the U.S. has a history of running biolabs or investing in biolabs in other countries, so it's not... So we don't kill our own people, although that didn't work out last time, apparently. (laughs) Uh, Viruses can travel through people. Uh, You think somebody would have watched 12 Monkeys by now and figured this whole goddamn thing out. I mean, it's Brad fucking Pitt. And uh, what's his name? Uh, Bruce Willis? Uh, yeah. Like Bruce two of the Willis best actors of our generation. Brad Pitt. Also directed by, of all people, that was directed by Terry Gilliam, I think. The, really? The guy who did like, like uh, Monty Python and yeah. the Grail and shit. I mean, I like Terry Gilliam. 
Yeah, uh, me too. Just seems maybe uh, he's smarter than we choice. thought he was, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> so, <clears throat> uh, of the thirty-six companies, all of them mentioned do have offices in Kiev. Uh, the implication that they are all headquartered there is not true. So that's one part of that video that that isn't true. Um, the companies in the video are not all based in Ukraine. That's not where the headquarters are. The U.S. does have a stake in labs based around the country, which are currently under threat by Russian forces. So that that part is not incorrect. This is this is the problem. This is why I hate uh, the uh, Project Veritas stuff. Sometimes they don't really make shit up, but they they've they kind of lead you towards a, con- a conclusion that they don't have evidence for. So they show you a bunch of evidence. Uh, uh, or a small most most of the time it's actually a small amount of evidence and then try to push it towards a conclusion for which they have no evidence you know yeah. what I mean and every great lie is based in some truth yeah. and that's a big problem it's hard enough to tell what the fuck's going on these days without that bullshit and it's not just them I mean it's and they do uncover <clears throat> some important shit from time to time as well but they're not very good at investigative journal. They're they're good at investigating but not follow through I guess yeah, that's that's my beef with them. I don't well, really... it seems like the majority of the shit that they do is just so James O'Keefe can keep sucking his own dick. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the alternative is have ribs removed, and who's got time for that? <laughs> uh, so that first TikTok video, something that that I was curious about because I had a bunch of people send it to me on Instagram. Yeah, anytime there's any kind of conspiracy. Uh, usually Sean sends it to me. <laughs> and he's just like, hey, what do you think of this? This is probably true. I'm like, calm, calm down. Uh, I I was just wondering if, because of the timing of the video being released and the the implications of it, if that was actually just sent out by some Russian troll farm. There's a good chance it was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you're running Russian propaganda... Uh, you know that a lot of people don't like the current administration in America. Uh, you also know that that subset that doesn't like them <laughs> is particularly concerned with another lab leak. And they believe that the government, at least at the very least through their incompetence, was involved in a lab leak in, in Wuhan, right? And so that's an easy cord to strike. So that's, uh, <clears throat> that, that is something that we should have been looking out for. When I first heard that, that there was... Because a couple of people sent it to me, too. They're like, oh, the U.S. is running fucking bioweapons labs all over the place. I'm like, no, they're not. Sorry. They're not. Do you think Do you think the U.S. is involved in any bioweapon manufacturing or research at all, or do you think they actually shut all the programs down? Uh, come on, man. Like, you think DARPA is not doing research on that shit? Come on. Uh, I mean, that's, of course that's they are. what I figured. Yeah. Um, so since 2005, the Pentagon has invested $200 million in 46 biolabs in Ukraine for the Department of Defense Biological Threat Reduction Program, BTRP. Uh, that's, you, you can find that on the fucking U.S. Embassy website, for our U.S. Embassy to Ukraine website. Yeah. So it's not like, it's almost like the WEF, where they say, we're not, we're not trying to do a great reset, and it says great reset on the site. He, write a, <laughs> he wrote a, writes a book called The Great Reset. Yeah, but like, then anybody who brings it up, it's like, oh, you're just a you're a conspiracy theorist. No, I just learned how to read. It's literally on their fucking yeah. website. Uh, according to the website for the U.S. Embassy in Ukraine, the program, quote, collaborates with partner countries to counter the threat of outbreaks, uh, deliberate, accidental, or natural, of the world's most dangerous infectious diseases. Um, the bio- uh, 
continue, quote, the Biological Threat Reduction Program, BTRP, uh, priorities in Ukraine are to consolidate and secure pathogens and toxins of security concern and to contribute to ensure Ukraine can detect and report outbreaks caused by dangerous pathogens before they pose security or stability threats. Now, <clears throat> from Hanlon's razor perspective, uh, you would say that the U.S. doing this is because they sincerely believe that Vladimir Putin is capable and willing to conduct biological warfare. And I don't think that's a huge stretch. This guy's a piece of shit, right? Yeah. Uh, and you want to you want to have something close to there that would be able to fucking uh, operate in a defensive posture. Now, for, but but then you have to also understand that from his perspective, if let's just say get. get not that you have to give him the benefit of the doubt or anything, but let's just say that's not true and he's just a fucking Cold War relic that's fighting a Cold War-style war, which is kind of what seems like is happening. That's why he keeps getting stalled. because oh, every... the, Yeah, the tactics that yeah. they're using seem like they haven't been updated since, what, like World War II? Yeah, and if that's the case, then he sees almost 50 biolabs in the Ukraine that the Pentagon is sending hundreds of millions of dollars to. That's... That's if, if Russia was, if Russia had forty six bio labs in fucking Mexico, that they had spent two hundred million dollars on in the last fucking seventeen years, we would have something to say about that. Yeah, that would be a big deal. Fucking concerned and understandably so. Yeah, uh, the active research projects listed on the website. And again, this is a government website. Um, they, they always do this. They call stuff conspiracies, and they scrub the website like two weeks later. Like, yeah. no, dude, you got to fucking scrub first. Uh, anyways, the the active projects are risk assessment of selected avian EDPs uh, potentially carried by migratory birds over Ukraine. Uh, and there has been some, not suspicion of it happening, but some uh, 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 threat analysis that suggests it could happen that, you know, bad actors would use like avian communities to do that migratory birds to spread diseases from one country oh, to yeah, another be a, a perfect vector be relatively like easy that. yeah uh another project is prevalence of crimean congo uh hemorrhagic fever virus hemor and uh, really hantaviruses have we actually seen any of this stuff have there been any hemorrhagic fever viruses that that have popped up in there or is this like oh, i'm gonna have to look into that I, more i didn't even know there was a crimean congo so I have, I have no clue. Cultural that, appropriation is what it yeah. is. Uh, and then uh, the spread of African swine fever virus and domestic pigs and wild boars in Ukraine. We already had a swine flu uh, situation ourselves, although it was pretty easily contained. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. A fact sheet, uh, which you can find at media defense media.defense.gov, if you didn't think that it was a real website, uh, released by the Pentagon on March 11th, explains that the BTRP, quote, began its biological work with Ukraine to reduce the risk posed by the former Soviet Union's illegal biological weapons program, which left Soviet successor states with unsecured biological materials after the fall of USSR. So I guess they're saying that, uh, well, hold on. Uh, BTRP's priorities in Ukraine are to help them consolidate and secure pathogens and continue to ensure Ukraine can detect and report disease outbreaks before they pose security or stability risk. Um, they they seem to be suggesting that there was a leftover biological weapons program in Ukraine after the Soviet Union fell. 
Yeah, that's what it seems like. I would uh, think that a lot of the satellite states would have yeah have some. Well, they certainly had nuclear weapons, which we talked them into giving up. Yeah. In in exchange for not letting them get invaded, which <laughs> that didn't work out. Uh, but we also it's too bad I can't throw this up on the screen right now. But I'll let's see. I'm going to read you a statement from. Uh, this is a memorandum of conversation at the Kremlin between Secretary James Baker, who I believe went to prison uh, at some point, uh, President Gorbachev, and Edward Sheva, whatever his name is. Uh, this is Secretary of State James Baker talking. And this is for people who continue to say for some reason that this, the U.S. government never promised that NATO wouldn't encroach to the east. So this is what James Baker said. Uh, on, on page 6 of this memorandum from f Friday, February 9th, 1990. Uh, we understand the need for assurances to the countries in the East. If we maintain a presence in a, in a Germany that is a part of NATO, there would be no extension of NATO's jurisdiction for forces of NATO one inch to the East. That was the Secretary of State of the United yeah, States saying that. And we did exactly the inch. opposite of that. Like we did it, we didn't, and look, fuck them, right? I don't give a shit about Russia, but let's not pretend like that shit didn't get said. Uh, man. The existence of the labs have been used by Russia to accuse the U.S. and Ukraine of planning to use biological weapons against them. That's nonsense. We're not, like, they're, they're, we're definitely not going to do that. That's stupid. Um, <clears throat> Ukraine might. Zelensky's a piece of shit. But the U.S. wouldn't be involved in that. They won't even give Ukraine plans because they think it's too direct. Like yeah. Congress is running their mouth, but the one thing that Biden has gotten right has got right so far is not sending planes there. I think I don't I don't think that's a good idea, um, <clears throat> and it might just be because he he's fallen asleep. Like the <laughs> the window he too, he just forgot the window to send planes is like between you know six p.m. and midnight, and that's like he's he's at he leaves Perkins around four thirty after dinner, and he's in bed <laughs> tucked in by five thirty. He's going to um, be up early for that early bird special. Yeah. Um, uh, if they were going to do a, a no-fly zone over Ukraine, that's something that that they would have had to put in place well before the invasion right, yeah. started in the first yeah. place. Yeah, like to, to, to execute a no-fly zone now, we would have to first run offensive operations to clear the airspace. Yeah, and that's <laughs> just going to put us in, in direct conflict yeah. with Russia, which is, yeah. I think, what pretty much everybody is trying to avoid at this point yeah and so the the Biden administration has animated that it that could be a precursor to a planned false flag operation i'm sure we all remember the uh the uh state department spokesperson what is his name i want to get it right hang on uh ned price remember when he was telling that that reporter was asking him uh uh, wait. Yeah, that reporter was asking him about the false flag shit, and he was like, "You say you have uh, uh, intelligence suggesting that there might be a false flag operation from Russia. What is that intelligence?" And he goes, "I just told you." And he goes, "No, you just said that it might happen. That's not intelligence. That's just you saying shit." Yeah. And then uh, he just he just did it over and over again. It's like, uh, okay, well. And that was the uh, the intelligence that 
predicted the initial invasion of Ukraine, most of it was pretty accurate, aside from the the assumption that it was going to be kicked off by some sort of false flag yeah. attack to, to justify the the invasion. Russia just decided to say, fuck it, and went anyway. Yeah, I don't understand why they thought Russia would need a precursor. Like, it, the, it's... It's it's almost like gaslighting. Like oh, we haven't, we didn't do nothing, man. We didn't, yeah. we didn't subjugate our energy independence to them. We didn't fucking encroach NATO farther to the east over the past thirty years. Why the fuck would Russia is gonna have to do something to justify this? And look, from our perspective, what Russia is doing is fucked up. From their perspective, I don't know if it is or not. To be honest, I mean, again, if somebody started building fucking military bases. And bio labs in Mexico, we would fucking attack them immediately. Not Mexico, we would attack the people doing that shit. Yeah, yeah right, absolutely. Uh, anyways, well, I've been <clears throat> curious about whether or not the, uh, you know, like the uh, encroachment of of NATO and the UN is is really the ultimate reason for this happening in the first place because Russia is already shares a border with with a few yeah. countries. Yeah. I don't think it's, I honestly don't think it's that I, 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 it's, I think it's a convenient excuse for them. Like, but they, uh, they're running out of ethnic Russians. Ukraine has the most amount of them. Uh, Jack Carr made that point on the show a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Point. Mm. And, um, <clears throat> Ukraine has been trying to position itself as, uh, a new source, particularly of natural gas to Northern Europe. And uh, uh, particularly to Germany and Russia didn't care too much for that because that's kind of how they make all of their money, yeah. right? That's how the government makes all of its money, actually. I think like a huge chunk of it, 45% or some shit, like yeah, a huge chunk of their yeah. GDP is based on oil and natural gas sales. And it's primarily to those countries. So, you know, it, this is the first time somebody's fought a war over resources. Sorry. <laughs> it, it's... I, look, I don't agree with it, and I hope Russia fucking loses. Uh, I hope that they lose and that also Ukraine doesn't win, right? <laughs> because I don't trust any – like, Ukrainian people I'm cool with, Russian people I'm cool with. Those two governments are fucked. Yeah. Uh, and I don't want to prop one up for the sake of fucking, what, some moralistic crusade. We think we're fucking better than everybody else. <clears throat> yeah, I haven't been a fan of how, how people are painting Zelensky as just being this – this shining bastion of, of honesty and leadership yeah. without having any any evidence to back it up outside of the fact that I oh, played a piano with his dick on TV, you know. Well, that was, you know, if he had just done that. thing he did. If he had just done that, that'd be fine. Uh, but yeah, it's it's weird. If ever, Everybody's really content calling Putin a war criminal right now because airstrikes have targeted places where civilians are. Well, I've got some news for you, brother. Fucking Joe Biden did that. There's seven dead kids in Afghanistan because of that motherfucker, right? Yeah, that was a- that was six months ago, and that we've been bombing Yemen nonstop since this shit started. And Trump was a part of that too, the Yemen stuff, and uh, Obama, uh, 607 casual civilian casualties from his drone strikes. Yeah, and we all know all the shit that Bush and Cheney were up to. So let's not pretend like this shit is unique to Russia or China. Like, we want to fucking have the moral high ground, but do none of the fucking work that, re- that is required to get us there. You know what I mean? We're just claiming the moral high ground because we're the West. It doesn't, that, it's fucking absolute nonsense. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't be the moral high ground. I'm saying that we should behave that way and not just say, well, it's different when the people are brown. You know what I mean? <laughs> because that's kind of been our attitude so far. Now, <clears throat> 
The U.S. has adamantly denied that any of the labs have ever been involved in research or production of bioweapons. I believe that. I don't think... I don't think we would do that that close to Russia because Russia is so deeply integrated into Ukrainian culture that it would not be fucking hard for them to figure that out. And they would definitely capture that evidence and definitely show it to other people. Yeah. Like, they would they would leverage it to fuck with the U.S. as much as they can, but there's no evidence of that, so I don't believe it. Yeah, uh, it seems like the further east you go in the Ukraine, the more Russian sympathizers... Well, east and south. To. Like, that whole yeah. ring right there is mostly Russian. Uh, the Pentagon fact sheet... <clears throat> Uh, addresses claims made by Russia in the final entry saying on a daily basis Russian propagates uh, disinformation aimed at BTRP's laboratory and capacity building efforts in former Soviet Union countries falsely claiming that the US DOD support uh, is used to develop biological weapons unlike Russia the United States and Ukraine are not developing biological weapons and are in full compliance with the biological weapons convention now that's probably not true like the the U.S. is definitely up to some shit. They're, like I don't believe them at all when they say that. I I feel like it would just be putting America at risk if they weren't trying to keep up with every yeah. other superpower in the world. But I like the way that that last line there is worded, where it's like, unlike Russia. Yeah, unlike you, motherfucker. Uh, although no evidence has been found to support the claim the U.S. is manufacturing biological weapons in Ukraine. The existence of the research facilities present a very real risk in light of the Russian invasion. Uh, little is known about the location of the labs, but a report from 2012 suggests that they are equipped to work with pathogens such as anthrax. Two of the labs involved were already captured by Russia in 2014, and Ukrainian authorities have repeatedly denied access, uh, been denied access to these facilities. So Russia is in control of at least two of them. Uh, yeah, and I'm assuming those are ones that they got when they took the Crimea. Crimea. Yeah. yeah. Uh, last week, State Department official Victoria Newland testified before Congress, saying they were concerned about more of these research facilities falling into Russian hands. Now, this is where it gets interesting. And this is, by the way, two separate government websites we've cited so far, and now the fucking uh, uh, a, an official from the State Department, Victoria Newland. According to her testimony, quote, we are working with Ukrainians on how they can prevent any of those research materials from falling into the hands of Russian forces should they approach. So there's no question that they exist. The pathogens housed in Ukrainian labs are currently unknown, but the Ukrainian Ministry of Health ordered the disposal of pathogen samples following the Russian invasion and attempt to reduce risk of accidental release, like if a bomb went off. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Former representative... Tulsi Gabbard also expressed concern about the dangers posed uh, by research facilities. After being accused <clears throat> of repeating Russian propaganda, Gabbard clarified her stance, saying, quote, I'm not convinced there are biological weapons labs or biological weapons in Ukraine. That's not what I'm concerned about. I'm concerned about the existence of 25-plus biological labs in that war zone. Uh, concerns of pathogens being accidentally released are not unfounded as Russia has already targeted nuclear power plants and research facilities creating a risk of another event similar to Chernobyl or Fukushima um, the weird part about this bullshit for me is how fucking crazy the people in the media and the government are about just accusing other people of being Russian agents and spies and repeating propaganda when what they're saying is demonstrably true. Like it's there, you could read if you <clears throat> had just 
quote or if you just tweeted quotes from the government website but didn't say it was from the government website people in the media would have accused you of Russian propagandizing like honestly that's because that's essentially what is going on there that's a fucking bold move to call somebody a Russian propagandist for repeating shit that you wrote yeah well also I don't understand the the end goal is this just like Red Scare 2.0 are we going to maybe in McCarthyism maybe I mean it was pretty effective right yeah uh in well no it wasn't it's fucking stupid <clears throat> I don't know um so that's the first thing we're gonna run through today the reason we did that is just because I've been kind of following it I don't think that the US is trying to fucking create a super virus or biological weapon to use against Russia I don't believe that uh I do know for a fact that there are biolabs there because, you know, you fucking idiots told us there was. So stop pretending there isn't and address the actual problem, which is what Newland was talking about the other day. Uh, she's worried about Russians getting control of that shit. And then maybe, like, one of the hallmarks of somebody that is truly interested in finding the truth is that they will steel man the other person's argument, right? So instead of building a straw man for the other person's argument and trying to knock it down, they'll try to pro prove the other person right. Like, okay, I'm going to take everything you say at face value and then investigate each one of those claims with the assumption that it's correct instead of just with the assumption that it's incorrect. And from that perspective, if... If if Russia was building military bases and bio labs in Mexico, what the fuck do you think we would do about that? Like that would be completely unacceptable. So just to write it off as mere propaganda from the Russians, and look, they're good at that. That's what they do is propagandize. But man, you can't just lean on that. There's actual reality happening here, and we can't have a, a normal conversation about it because. That's the, it's how you know. I talked to Michael Shermer about it on Wednesday. It's how you know somebody truly doesn't believe what they're telling you when they try to attack you for not agreeing with it, because they can't hold. They there's somebody that knows what they're saying is true will fucking talk to you all day about it. You know what I mean? Like somebody that's trying to explain <clears throat> some kind of scientific uh, theory to you will go through the paces and explain well know what you're saying I understand why you're saying that but here's the actual physical science to support my claim that's how a normal person would do that somebody that's just like oh you don't believe in that you're fucking Russian man like that's not evidence just that's ad, literally an ad hominem attack yeah, yeah the that's fuck what are you talking about uh, anyways we got some sponsors uh, we'll do that right quick right now Ghostbed is offering 40% off you should read this actually you're better at reading uh, yeah, Ghostbed pull up the ghost bed 40% off ghost bed bundles where you get a mattress and an adjustable base uh, I don't like it I don't trust it I think they might be Russian <laughs> ghost bed bio labs all over Ukraine 30% uh, off everything if you use the code drinking bros with no G at uh, ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros yeah you want me to want me to go through the yeah. Run, yeah, run through those deals. 
Ghostbed has been a loyal sponsor of the Drinking Bros for five years now, and everyone in the studio is in love with their mattresses and pillows. Some people have made love on their mattresses and yeah, pillows. Yeah, it's getting a little weird. Uh, yeah, I think that those sheets definitely uh, have have seen a, have got a few miles on them. I'll put it that way. Mm. Ghostbed makes their high-quality mattresses right here in the USA, and each mattress comes with a 20-year uh, warranty. You can try a Ghostbed mattress for 101 nights, and if you're not completely satisfied, you can return it, no questions asked. Their mattresses and pillows have cooling technology to help keep you cool at night, and you can buy a mattress for around $35 per month with no money down, 0% financing plans. Ghostbed also offers bundles, so you can get everything you need in one convenient package. Just choose from their four mattresses and then pick your bundle. So whether you need a mattress and a frame, or you want it all, like their cooling pillows and sheets, you can always get the best bang for your buck. Right now, Ghostbed is offering a flash sale where you can get 40% off when you buy a mattress and adjustable base, or 30% off of everything when you use the promo code DRINKINBROS. So head over to ghostbed.com forward slash DRINKINBROS to take, care of, uh, take advantage of all their awesome deals. That's ghostbed.com forward slash DRINKINBROS. And next up, we've got Babbel. Uh... Everybody should be learning Russian and Chinese now because <laughs> that's the language you're going to be speaking pretty soon. Chinese <clears throat> is a tough one. Didn't you, like, I, I understand that, you know, World War II, cool, whatever. But everybody was like, oh, do you speak German? And you're like, no. I'm like, oh, you're welcome. Like, oh, I wasn't going to learn German no matter what, dude. <laughs> Sorry. They just had to kill me, I guess. I'm not going to fucking learn German just to because to, the Nazis won the war or whatever. That's fucking stupid. Uh, anyways. Uh, for most of us, learning a second language in high school or college wasn't exactly a high point in our academic careers. As a matter of fact, most people were just forced to do that shit. Like in high school, you have to take two years of a language, and then in some college courses, you have to do the same. Yeah, I got kicked out of two consecutive years of French. For what? <clears throat> just fucking around. Oh, yeah. I, I enjoyed French, actually. I thought it was a, a pretty interesting language, but yeah, I didn't do well in it. <laughs> uh, now, thanks to Babbel... The language learning app that's sold... Well, it's because you're learning from a non-native speaker. And that's that's the difference with Babbel. They don't use AI and all that crap. They uh, they have, like, native speakers that are professional teachers mm -hmm. building their courses and shit. So thanks to Babbel. Uh, uh, by the way, Babbel sold more than 10 million subscriptions now, so it's one of the most popular apps in the world. Uh, there's an addictively fun and easy way to learn a new language. Whether you're traveling abroad, connecting in a deeper way with uh, with family or your, your heritage or culture... Or just, uh, you know, want to learn some stuff in your free time. Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually use in the real world. 15-minute uh, <clears throat> lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. As I said before, other language learning app, uh, apps use AI for their lesson plans. But Babbel uh, lesson plans were created by over 100 language experts. Now, if you want to know how AI is uh, uh, not great at this stuff, just look at some of the early versions of online translators or the AI that's used to police like social media and how they, they, they don't understand idioms. There's no like they, they or tone or any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. So you might end up doing something deeply offensive <laughs> to somebody in a foreign country, not even knowing it because AI is trying to teach you instead of an actual person. person. Yeah, there, there are some words in some languages that depending, just depending on the inflection or where you put it yeah. in a sentence, it can mean something completely yeah. different. Their, their teaching method is uh, scientifically proven to be effective. You can choose from 14 languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Uh, plus, Babel speech recognition technology, this is a big deal too, helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. So you're not just like uh, going full white boy, like, hey, 
hey taco man <laughs> like bone you know I mean? yeah bonjour uh you don't want to sound like a friggin' idiot uh anyways <clears throat> many ways to learn with Babel. this is another great thing about the app that i like uh you can you can access the lesson plans obviously in 15 minute increments but they also have podcasts they got games video stories even live classes where you can interact with other people uh comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee so if you don't like the style you can get your money back uh, start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Uh, right now, oh damn, they upped they upped the deal. Uh, right now, you can save sixty percent off your subscription when you go to babbel.com/american. That's b-a-b-b-e-l.com/american for up to sixty percent off your subscription. Babbel language for life. What are you doing to that camera? Don't touch it. Son of a bitch. Now on to something that's kind of fun, but it, it seems like a good idea in a way. But in reality, we've, we've – anyways, we'll get into that. So daylight savings time. Apparently the Senate has passed a bill to make daylight savings time permanent instead of what most people want, which is to do away with it entirely. Yeah. Like that, that was what people wanted. It's like that um, – the uh, pun stars meme where it's like hey can you get rid of daylight savings time it's like best I could do is make it permanent <laughs> like, what the fuck uh, daylight savings time was first proposed by Benjamin Franklin in 1784 in a satirical letter to the editor of the journal of Paris um, so basically he wrote um, a modest proposal for yeah. daylight savings time and they're like oh we'll fucking eat our babies hell yeah <laughs> uh, Franklin suggested waking up earlier in the summer would rec- uh, economize candle usage and claimed that the resulting savings would be considerable the letter also suggested taxing window shutters rationing candles and waking the public by ringing church bells and firing cannons at sunrise god he was such a cunt yeah. uh, Franklin's he was, like, he was like the original troll yeah he's a real asshole uh, he enjoyed his life though and older women yeah big time uh franklin's proposal was obviously a joke uh but the advent of rail transportation and communication networks eventually created the need for a standardization of time uh the idea was proposed again in 1895 and 1907 before finally being implemented for the first time in 1908 in ontario canada like you should never copy anything canada does (laughs) the fuck is wrong with people especially Uh, not what they're doing now no they're yeah terrible uh the German Empire and Austria-Hungary became the first states to implement DST uh, nationally in 1916 as a means for conserving coal during wartime. Uh, by 1918, the United States adopted DST and was one of the few countries to maintain the practice after the end of World War I. That's, almost... that's, that's like the American standard. We do some temporary shit. It's like, all right, that we probably need to do this for a while. And they're like, hey, let's do it forever, man. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah they, uh, we were one of the the few countries that didn't do away with it right after the war was over and other countries didn't pick it up again until either world war two or even later. Some of them didn't, uh, didn't start doing it until the 1970s. And there's some States that didn't implement it until like the two thousands. Jesus Christ. Uh, some States in the U S such as Hawaii and Arizona do not observe DST. Although the Navajo nation within Arizona does observe the practice. I can't imagine why, uh, <clears throat> So the U.S. is currently in the process of making DST the permanent time across all participating states with the Sunshine Protection Act 
as they like to call it. Uh, man, they're always so nefarious with the names of these bills, aren't they? They they very rarely represent what's actually going on. Uh, and God knows what else they, they crammed in there. Oh, yeah. <coughs> okay, so let's get into some of the absurdity. I'll, we'll start with the positive potential benefits because uh, these are uh, pretty funny. Uh, proponents of DST claim it saves energy, promotes outdoor activity uh, in the evening during summer... Uh, and reduces traffic accidents and leads to a reduction in crime. But uh, I, I can't imagine how it would re- re- lead to a reduction in crime. That's stupid. Um, yeah, spoiler alert, it, it didn't because other studies <laughs> that have been done into that have shown that it, it doesn't make any difference. All, yeah. of the, all of the benefits are pretty much immediately contradicted by follow-up studies. Yeah. Uh, Opponents of DST argue that it disrupts human circadian rhythms, leading to increased health problems, increased fatal traffic collisions, and that energy savings are inconclusive. Now, that's definitely true, uh, especially about the circadian rhythm thing. There is there is uh, 70 different studies on seeing sunlight before you go into work in the morning and how that affects your brain chemistry. Like really? there's a, yes, like you if you don't see the sun in the morning before you go into work, it's it seriously fucks your brain up over time. Like you lose uh, 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 your your circadian rhythm's ability to fucking make you sleep properly, right? Which leads to all other uh, all other sorts of problems. Uh, Sagar and Yeti did a piece on this the other day. Yeah, it explains why I hated my job at the machine shop so much because that's that's what we had to do year round and it got even worse during the winter where we'd get there in the morning it'd be dark and then we wouldn't leave until it was already dark so yeah. just during the winter we wouldn't get to see the sun at all it's fucking stupid uh, a 2017 meta-analysis found that DST leads to electricity electricity savings of about 0.3% <laughs> during the days when uh, the time change is in effect. I, that seems nominal to me. It totally makes it worth it. Uh, <clears throat> uh, the analysis also concluded that electricity savings are larger for countries farther away from the equator, while subtropical regions actually consume more electricity. Uh, the potential to save energy comes primarily from its effects on residential lighting, which consumes roughly 3.5% of the electricity in the U.S. and Canada. In comparison, air conditioning uses 16.5% of the energy in the U.S., meaning the electricity saved on lighting may actually be offset by the extra power needed for heating or cooling homes. Of course it will. If it's fucking... If, the, if according to us, we're spend, we have more time off of work when, while the sun is out, right? That, that's kind of the, the baseline for what they're looking at here. Yeah. In reality... We're still going to come home at five or six, and then we have four more hours of warm weather, right? And most people have their shit set to go to like 74 during the day when nobody's at home and then go back down to 70 or 72 at night. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's a typical thing, and that's no longer going to be the case. Now it's going to be working harder, and 16.5% is used heating and cooling, 3.5% on lighting. This is retarded. Yeah. Yeah, Just the, to be clear, anybody that's trying to frame this as some kind of environmental thing, like you're a liar. Uh, back when it was initially proposed, it made a little bit more sense because the electricity used for lighting was taking up a, a larger portion of the yeah. energy, but that is by far not the case uh, nowadays. 
retailers and similar businesses uh, benefit from most from DST uh, as the extra hours of sunlight in the evenings cause customers to be more likely to shop or to stop by a store on their way home from work. But that is not, I, that, that's got to be old data. Like, this is not true anymore. I don't think the sun not being out is preventing somebody from stopping at Target on their way home from oh, work. Oh, yeah, I, I think this study was from, like, the 1990s at the, at the most recent, if not older. Mm. The National Golf Foundation uh, estimated that DST would increase the golf industry revenue between 200 and 300 mil. In 1975, the DOT estimated the traffic fatalities decreased by between 1.5 and 2% during DST. But a 1976 review of the study concluded there were no differences. And that's a common refrain throughout all of this. So we actually did this before. People, Most people listening to this probably aren't old enough to remember. But uh, in 74, I think, maybe 75, DST was made permanent. And within one year, studies started to come in. Like, look at all these good things that are happening. And then in 76... All the studies, the the actual studies were concluded, and they were like, yeah, this is fucking bullshit. And they ended it in a year. Like, we did this already in the 1970s, and it was over in one year. Uh, Insurance Institute for Highway Safety conducted a study that found an estimated 1.2 reduction in traffic fatalities, including a 5% reduction in pedestrian fatalities. Uh, <clears throat> so I don't understand the the overall insistence like what what are these politicians getting from making daylight savings i fucking don't know i I mean what figure out what i know is that no politician can be fucking trusted and that if they're all in agreement on this that makes me not want it yeah you know what i mean and here here are the negative effects just so people can have that uh research has indicated that in the u.s dst reduces the residential lighting costs but increases energy energy consumption overall for the reasons we said earlier. Like people are going to be home more during warm hours, which means they're going to cool their house more, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the increase in non-electricity energy consumption includes more heating fuel being used uh, in the colder, darker mornings, uh, which is to say, I mean, in, in <clears throat> the northern part of North America, that's going to be like a 9.30 sunrise during the cold months. Yeah. For people. So they're going to use a lot more heat overnight and in the morning. Um, in some cases, uh, DST increases residential electricity consumption primarily in hotter areas where air conditioning is being used in longer evenings. A common misconception about DST is that it was implemented to benefit farmers, when in reality, farmers have been one of the strongest lobbying groups against DST since it was first implemented. Uh, I thought it was for farmers. Uh, one reason for the opposition is that grain is best harvested after morning dew evaporates, meaning that the labor of field hands who arrive and leave earlier in the summer is now less valuable. Dairy farmers also negatively affected by DST due to cows being sensitive to the timing of milking, meaning that the earlier schedule disrupts their systems. Uh, a sleep deprivation has also been identified as a negative side effect of DST. I mentioned that earlier. Yeah, it seems like that one is probably one of the worst side effects of it due to all the other problems that it yeah. that it causes that we're about to go through. Yep. I mean, farming milk and sleep deprivation are the and and uh, increased energy. Like it's it's bad in every fucking possible way. Uh a 2017 study in the American Economic Journal 
estimated that the sleep schedule disruption caused by a transition to, into uh, DST caused over 30 deaths at a social cost of $275 million annually. Uh, while previous studies found a decrease in traffic fatalities, a 2019 study of fata- fatal accidents between uh, 96, 1996 and 2017 found a 6% increase in the week following the spring transition to DST. Now uh, that I think can be, it, it might not necessarily be a an argument against making daylight savings time mm. permanent because I think that's that's a result of people trying to adjust to the new schedule. Yeah, uh, it, it could it be do away with it altogether. I mean, there it's there's a bunch of I, I feel like the studies on traffic are kind of a wash because there's depending on which moment in time you look at it proves different things and that means it's probably not a good foundation like there, there's that is the delta right yeah. it doesn't have a delta that is the delta in the data set um <clears throat> disrupted sleep schedules have also been found to have a negative effect on both physical and mental health including increased risk for diabetes uh, obesity heart disease depression and some forms of cancer uh, dst shifts are also associated with higher risk of ischemic stroke in the first two days after the shift and uh, heart attacks were significantly more common in the first three days after the spring transition. Uh, to make matters worse, researchers at the University of Washington and the University of Virginia reported that judges who experienced sleep deprivation as a result of DST tended to issue longer sentences. So, the, so the, the the key takeaway from all of this is that daylight savings time is is fucking up grain production. It's fucking up milk production. It's getting people in car accidents. It's giving people heart attacks and strokes. And costing us a lot more on energy. Costing more money in energy and giving people longer longer prison sentences. Yeah, like pretty I much. See, I don't see any benefits of this at all. I mean, I guess if you're somebody that has, the, where you live in a state where, you, where the state has uh, contracts with private prison systems, which is most states. Shit, that would be a pretty big incentive, actually. Yeah. yeah. And just again, I, I know I've said this on this and other shows before, but most of the states in the United States have private, run, privately run prisons, and those privately run prisons, by and large, have contracts with the state that require they keep a certain number of beds filled. That's, I I do not understand the the way that that prison system is supposed to be beneficial for anybody if the incentive is to have more prisoners. Well, I mean, it's beneficial for the people making money off of it, Oh, yeah, that's true. It it is a free market, as Nancy Pelosi said. Oh, boy. Uh, Yeah, that that one's... uh, That's one I've never been able to really come to grips with. People just refuse to... uh, They refuse to deal with that. The every time the criminal justice system reform stuff comes up, you never hear leftist politicians bring that part up. Not I've never heard it in this debate. I I can't think of it either. But I mean, it's most likely because they're they're getting pretty big kickbacks. From, yeah, from the prisons. Yeah, I would say so. Um, <clears throat> so here's some extra data for the DST thing. Uh, there's a significant rise in heart attacks when people get one less hour per sleep, but a significant decline in heart attacks when they get one more hour of sleep. Like just one 
hour of sleep more per day decreases your chance of having a heart attack. That seems like something we would strive for. I, I maybe I don't know. Fuck them. Have your, <laughs> go have a heart attack, bitch. Uh, also heard uh, students perform better in school if schools start like one hour later. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, early sunrise behaviors uh, benefit high testosterone, right? So running, going to the gym, taking care of progeny, your children, uh, seeing the sun in the morning actually makes your testosterone go up, right? Really? Yeah, because uh, drinking and not sleeping well and single-use plastics have completely butt-fucked our testosterone. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's why most dudes over 30 really need to be on some kind of supplement. Um, (coughs) Excuse me. And just having your circadian rhythm in line will increase your testosterone production by like 20% just by getting the right amount of sleep. It has that much of an influence on it? Yeah. And nobody sleeps well anymore, right? Because we're looking at our phones and right bef- until right before we go to bed, and then your brain doesn't fucking calm down because of the blue light. Now, they've addressed some of the blue light stuff, but it's still a huge fucking issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, I'm going to cut this one short today. But I just to recap this whole show, I haven't heard anybody that's being criticized as a Russian propagandist say that they think the U.S. is running bioweapons labs in Ukraine. I haven't heard any of them say that. But there are definitely U.S.-run or U.S.-involved biolabs in Ukraine. Not bioweapons labs, biolabs. That exists. It's on their fucking website. And two different... It's on two... It's on an embassy website. It's on the fucking... uh, uh, government's energy website and a fucking state department woman just said it last week yeah so it's definitely real i just want to bring that back into focus here it's definitely real and the fact that they're calling people russian agents for even suggesting that it is real is mind-blowing and this other thing with the daylight savings time i don't get it i don't understand why this is a fucking priority as our we're experiencing record high inflation and our borders being overrun we're gonna. This is like, oh, we're just we're just doing this to what? Fucking do something? Like that's the government has become. Its only goal has become to propagate its own existence at this point and to grab more power to justify its existence. And that's not what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be like, it's supposed to rise and flow, or I'm sorry, uh, rise and fall as the need for it rises and falls. That's the whole. That's why we made it flexible like this. That is not the case. So. I mean, the- You're all fucked. We're all fucked. Ukraine's fucked. Uh, and there's nothing you can do about it. Right? So we'll see you in hell. <laughs>